welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. It's me, Stephen Johnson, and the older dude with a Stocks to Trade t-shirt, Tim Bowen. Uh, we've literally rattled through two seasons, uh, which is quite, quite monumental when you think about it. Uh, and that takes us up to episode 21. How do you feel about episode 21, Tim Bowen, Sir Captain Drill Sergeant? <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to this. It's pretty, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, first of all, I appreciate all of the of the comments and the iTunes reviews really appreciate all of the input that, that, that everybody has given. I mean, we've had literally close to 2000 comments and the majority of them are very constructive and very positive. So um, really makes it fun to show up for episode 21 really makes me look forward to doing these every week. And, and the, the episode of, of 21, which is quite an interesting one, it's basically Stephen Johnson blew up. Stephen Johnson blew up his account, and I, I can smile about it. I can smile about it now, but I was not smiling uh, when, it, when it first happened. Just to give a quick bit of context, I've got a, a, a slightly bigger account with Interactive Brokers, but I'm not over PDT yet. And I've, so I started a little account with Trade Zero, had a thousand bucks in it, and I just blew that up like a bomb. And um, so, you know, yeah. it was, we, we, we had actually, you know, it's funny. We, we had a different episode planned and, and I'm not trying to beat up on you, but uh, you know, I actually requested that we change the schedule to insert this in, you know, the simple fact is, and, and again, I, one of the reasons I always love working with you, Stephen, is your attitude, but you know, blowing up is quite frequently part of day trading. Um, it's, it's not talked about a lot. Ironically, you won't hear people mention that it happens, but I know a lot of some of the most successful day traders and many of them have blown up accounts even several times, not saying I recommend it. You know, ultimately if you've listened to any of the, especially season one, you know, we pounded the desk over and over again about sticking to your plan, taking small losses, but Sometimes, you know, you've got to burn your hand on the stove and, and learn from that lesson. And by learning from it, you never want to get back there. So I'll let Stephen tell the story. But, you know, if you're not familiar, when we say just a little bit of explanation, when we say blowing up an account, it basically means that he took his $1,000 account down to about $50. So when we say blowing up an account, you know, it's not like the literally exploded. It's just, you took a huge loss that wiped out all of your capital. No, I was, I was, I was pretty much dead. I was, that, that account was dead. Uh, and it's funny because I, I just get the image in my mind of, do you know when somebody dies and they draw the, they draw the line around the body on the street, <laughs> if someone died, like I should, I, I just needed to walk in and, and lie in that and just lie <laughs> in that. My grave was already marked out. Like my grave was marked out and I was dead and I was just lying, lying in that drone. Uh, now, what's, what's, before you tell the story, what's interesting, I remember at some point you and I had a conversation, and didn't you say, like, I'm going to do this, and I'll probably blow up this account, but because was it like I a self fulfill was it like a self fulfilling <laughs> prophecy or not? I, did, I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to blow up an account. I was like, I've never blown up an account before. I'm just going to do it. Am I remembering that right? Did did we have a conversation like that? Or yeah, not? yeah. No, okay, I okay. Think, I, uh, no, no, I think we did. And um, I think we said something like, "I'm going to put a thousand bucks, and it's going to be experimental, and uh, and whatever. If I blow it up, I blow it up." I think okay. that was more or less what I was saying. Um, so, so that that's you know, again, we we've often joked in these episodes about, I think we had a whole episode where we joked about the secret, 
and the power of positive thinking. I'm almost wondering if you employed the opposite of the secret. And by talking about blowing an account up, you ultimately made it blow up. Uh, I just, I mean, I'd rather blow it up now than blow up yes. like a 50 grand account or something like that. But I mean, if you, if you ask us, how does it feel? Um, and then we'll get into the, the specifics. How does it feel? Uh, on that night, I remember thinking, it feels like you're riding on a bike on a hill really fast and you fall off. <laughs> but you fall off into broken glass <laughs> on, on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> on the same day, on the same day that your pregnant wife has just said that she's leaving you for your best friend. <laughs> that's, a rough, that's a rough day. I'll, I'll give you that. So. I like how descriptive you were with, with the broken glass and flying off the cliff. We might even have to, uh, we, we, we might have to just, we might have to like uh, go out to like some like Elance or something and get somebody to get an animation done. I'd like to see that. So. Honestly, it's like you're crawling over broken glass to go to your best friend's wedding and he's just married your wife who you still love. Like that's, that's, that's how it feels. <laughs> So and actually, but before you get into the details, I did want to make the point that again, again, I, 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 your attitude is right. And, and again, you made a very good point that I don't want to skip over a many, many, many people will say exactly what you said. I mean, I, you know, it's much better to make that mistake, wipe out a thousand dollar account and know that you never want to wipe out your bike and hit broken glass and fly off the cliff, <laughs> then, you know, have, you know, I've seen it a lot um, through the years. Uh, you know, there'd be a lot of guys that would have really early success and go yeah. from like 5,000 to a hundred thousand. And they thought they could do no wrong. And these are the guys that would just disappear. You know, they would be like, I know it all, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, boom, they disappear. And you know what happened. So, uh, but but honestly, I mean, the, the thing is the good, like when you lose money and you're, and you're losing month on month on month, it's the most demoralizing, hardest <laughs> phase of trading ever, period. But when you start making money, if you give a little bit of it back, it's not, it's not the total end of the world because you know how to make money in the stock market. So you know you'll get it back. Or right. you, or you, at least you should be able to get it back. So it, it, it was not anywhere in the air as bad, really, as when you are losing month on month on month and not seeing any results. Uh, like yeah. I've, I've, I've since made the money back. I, I think I've just, I've just, just since made the money back that I've lost. Which wasn't bad. Again, I mean, what, what was that? A one week turnaround? Yeah, yeah. I lost a thousand bucks, and within a week, I, I had it back. Yeah. Nice, so, nice. Well, so, so let's let. Lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we keep teasing it. So, so let's let's you know we talk about okay. trade plans every day. You know, I'll let you, I'll let you lay it out. What was your idea? What was the ticker? What happened? You know. Ex- break it down and then I'll pick on you about how stupid you are after, yeah, after you're done. Uh, so, yeah. So basically I was in, I was going along in S racks and I was, I was like, I was, I was dipped by an S racks and it went down a little bit and I just thought, ah, oh, do you know what it is? I'm going to, I'll just cut this because it's not going to come back. Cut, cut the loss. Uh, so I cut the loss and, and then the next thing it squeezed, it squeezed like a dollar a share. And I was just like, Ah, so again, so, you were you were you were long. So I was, and, I was, yeah, and, I was yeah. long on that track. So I was pissed about that. Okay, all right. Okay, so you're in a, I, you're in a bad mindset at this point. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I just cut a loss and then it, it ramped a dollar a share. And I was right. And then I did also previously have a, a plan uh, on LMFA, uh, and I know that LMFA it's it's a low float stock. It's about three mil. So I always know don't short low floats. 
because when they spike, they can, they can really go against you. But also, don't, don't go too big long in them either, because if they drop, they drop fast. I didn't, I didn't think the psychology that way. So I, went, I, was, I was annoyed. I went in long with LMFA. I was, I was in about $4. And the plan was, um, if, it broke, if it could break the 430s, that was its long-term resistance. And I thought, if it breaks that and settles on it, um, it's going to really, it's going to push and it's going to run again. Um, and, but I, I went in early for some reason on the fours because it was holding the fours. And then as it started to ramp, I built in, built in, built in, chasing it. But I was actually buying, building in, into in long-term resistance. And the original plan was let it break the long-term resistance, come back down, test it, hold it, and then go ahead. So, so in <laughs> I, essence, I you, you know, you, you know, yeah, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'll actually be nice. So again, you had this idea, but you're, you're, you, you kind of changed it on the fly because you were anticipating the break. You wanted yeah. to size in before the break, even though you knew that it's going to struggle at that resistance level. And, and this, this resistance level is a really big resistance level. So okay. like, if you think of like, if you think of the game of Thrones, you know, the big wall on game of Thrones, yep. like if you run as fast as you can with as much money as you have into the wall of the game of Thrones, you're going to hit your head off it and fall backwards. That's what that resistance wall was like. But my plan was to, to, my plan was to if you got through the wall and someone give you a key, then to run as fast as you could because you've, you've got the free key through the wall. Sure. But I didn't. I, that's the most mental analogy ever. Uh, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it's good. I mean, you, your point is, is, you know, again, you were – you know, you, you were running before you were through the wall and you would that by adding more size in anticipation of the break is where you made the mistake. You should have been antici- adding size after you were through the after wall. It broke and after it had proven. But yes. so I just, I just literally went long on the perfect short because all, all of the shorts would have been going short, 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 building into the fourth at your resistance. If it breaks and and help me out, what, what is LMFE? Is that like a sketchy lithium? LMFE? I mean, I thought it was like laugh my effing ass off or something. LMFE? Is it like the I'm sexy and I know it band or what? Is it those guys? That's what I was doing while I was losing. I kept on saying 300 down, 400 down, 500 down. I was going do as a Stanson, as I, as I kept on blowing off, but uh, I, I don't even know. I don't know the fundamentals of the name. I can't remember. Okay, I, okay. I think it's a shitty, it's a shitty, sketchy company. It's got a history of not holding spikes. Um, there was no catalyst. It was a low oh, it's oh, it's L, it's LMFA. There we go yeah, again yeah, with L- with your with your accent. I I couldn't tell. You know, if you would just speak American, I would know what ticker. So okay, I, all, right, I'm, all right. For that, I'm going to be American for the rest of the episode. <laughs> uh, that's it. I, I'm I'm American for the rest of the episode now. You know, so, and 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 actually, I will ask. Um, this is actually a good visual. I'll ask to have this chart added to the uh to the the podcast because yeah, I mean, you look at this chart and that 450 level is concrete for sure. Yeah, gnarly, yeah. gnarly man. That it's such a gnarly chart. So gnarly that chart. <laughs> no so the, there's a very big resistance level in the fourth yeah going level. back like literally years yeah, forever yeah. forever like since the beginning of time like i literally i i literally uh that it's such a bad it's such a bad trade because i was buying into a resistance level i mean but but never mind i i, I made the mistake um and what i didn't do is i didn't cut the loss like i was up a few hundred at, at one point 
And then I was down 100, then down 200, then down 300. And I, I honestly just thought, I was sick of me broke. I was with Trade Zero at the time and I was sick of them. And I just thought, I don't need, if I blow up this account, it just means I don't have to deal with them anymore as well. Right. Which is a stupid way of thinking, but I just think, good, <laughs> good, because I don't like them anyway. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's about it. I mean, is there anything? So at what point, did, at what price did you sell then? I sold in the, the about the three forties, the three fifties. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and and again, you know, you know, and again, not to beat you up, but but yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, just looking at this chart, I mean, it is. I often joke in Stocks to Trade Pro about charts that look like a disaster, and this chart is a disaster. You know. <laughs> okay, so Stephen, I, um, you know, if you're listening to the audio of the of the podcast you could always jump over to the uh youtube version but if you're if you're just listening to the audio um on your phone at home you could bring up the chart of lmfa so larry mary frank alpha <laughs> yeah I, I could do that L-M- too so alpha larry alpha mother alpha and and well uh, and you can see the and and now if you're on youtube you'll see my screen so the area we were talking about is where i'm hovering right here where lmfa basically was at 420 to 450 for basically all of 2017 then you know we we talk about in technical analysis um we often and you've probably heard me say this we talk about history doesn't repeat but it rhymes and LMFA is like a classic example of that. You see how there's just no movement all year stuck in a range. It collapses in September, bounces, fails, bounces in October, fails, bounces again in November, fails. And then we come to the day that Stephen decides to go long on the sixth time that this stock basically bounces exactly into resistance at 420 or 450. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it's funny because the company's called LM Funding America. They certainly took my funds away from me. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so it, I knew there was resistance in the 430. So, so like I say, I was looking for it, it to break this, this 430 level. And then obviously resistance becomes support. If it can hold that level, then I was, I was hoping it would push again. But it's a bad long-term chart as buying it before the resistance level. And the, the biggest warning sign for me is the history of, like, I mean, it had, it had two green days. Uh, it managed to pull together two green days, uh, like in the past year. Uh, we can see this in October, but other than that, it's never had two consecutive green days. So obviously no one's going to want to hold this the next day because it, it's, there's, everyone knows it's just going to fail like every time. And the yeah, big, yeah. big wicks on the candle as well. Yeah, yeah. The, these, these. When, when you and and again, we'll we'll talk. Uh, you know, obviously, we've got hundreds or thousands of episodes ahead of us of the Steady Trade Podcast, and we'll talk a little more about candles. Um, you know, and specifically candlestick charts. But you know, again, what jumps out at me, as Stephen mentioned, you know, these days that it did run, when you see a big wick on the candle, and then ultimately the stock closes much lower. That tells you right away that this stock spiked hard and then ultimately closed the day way off of its highs. And then you see a red day the next day, which tells you, and again, nothing is guaranteed, but shows you that all these spikes tend to get sold into. So what does that mean? That means, and again, if you're looking at the screen, I've got the five-year chart up now and 
this stock has just been trending down, down, down forever. And when we talk about a bag holder chart, it is exactly this. Because think about if you're, say you own this stock in the eights back here in, in 2016, if you get a spike of a dollar a share or something after getting ground to death for two years, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to sell because you're like, thank goodness, I got a dollar a share pop. And again, depending on the news, depending on the catalyst, doesn't mean the stock can't run. But this chart is, again, it's interesting that this is the stock you decide to scale in long because this is like the, the, the chart you love to short, right? Yeah, it's insane. This, this for me would be a textbook short. When a stock like this pops up like this and it's anywhere in the other 430s, I'd be shorting into the 430s. So why so, 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 the so, Yeah, so, so explain that. What, what, let's, let's try and, I don't know if we want to go into the deepest, darkest depths of Stephen's mind. It's a scary place. But, no, but can, I feel very comfortable. I feel explain what, what what made you not only what again you're you're very short bias. So what made you decide to go long this stock, and then doubly so? What made you decide to size into it? <laughs> I know it's it's quite therapeutic. This I'm, it's it's like I've it's like I lost it's like I lost the trade. Picked up the phone and, and just called Traders Anonymous. <laughs> it's like can I check it? Can you check me in? I'm a I'm a, I'm a losing trader. <laughs> so basically. With LMFA, I literally just watched the account blow up. And, and then uh, my first instinct, it was funny. This, I was just saying this feels a little bit therapeutic. It's almost like I just picked up the phone and I just, I just called Traders Anonymous and checked myself in as a, as a failing trader. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I blew up and I just couldn't believe it. And then I, I went to bed, I went to sleep, and I just thought... Well, wait, wait, wait. You, you, you skipped over my question. Sorry. I want to know... And our, our listeners want to know, again, as a 90% short uh, bias trader, you know, why this stock, what, you know, with that chart, which is your bread and butter short setup, why yeah. this one? You know, you know, again, it's not like, like SRAX, you know, it, it, again, SRAX, it was a Bitcoin related stock. It was crazy. I can, I can at least... You know, I, I seldom can understand anything that you do, <laughs> but I can at least understand why you would choose SRAX because of Bitcoin mania. But why yeah. LMFA? I'm baffled. Yeah, yeah. I, ha- I have no idea. I just, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd lost money. I'd, I'd lost a little bit on SRAX. It was, I was pretty tired. It was, it was like one o'clock in the morning, out, midnight out here in Dubai. And uh, I just saw LMFA making little higher lows. And I just thought, you know what it is? I don't want to miss this. I've just messed up SRAX. And it was the psychology of just missing out on one trade. So I was jumping into another one. And so I just impulsively jumped into it without looking at the two-month chart, the six-month chart, without looking at the catalyst, without looking at the longer-term resistance. Uh, and what well, that, really- that's, that's good. That, that's useful because I tell you, you know, as I talk to aspiring traders, you know, that is something I tell them over and over and over again is you have to go through that process. And it only takes a minute or two to look to do yeah, those steps that you just said you didn't take. I mean, it's not like it's an hour. It's no, it's, no, it's, a, it's a two minute thing. Maybe not even two minutes. You know, it's a thirty second thing. But but the crazy thing is, I didn't cut the loss on LMFA because I did cut the loss on SRAX and it ran without us, and I was pissed. So okay. obviously, I was thinking I'm not cutting this one because I just cut the other one and it messed us up. So yeah. a couple of bad things happened in order, 
and and then it just obviously the next thing I know I'm a grand out. Now and, and again, that's another uh, a lesson. I mean, again, I know that I'm the crusty old, you know, uh, man on the mountain with the. I, I need a longer beard, I think. But um, you know, I always I've often said, you know, don't let one trade influence another trade. You know, again, yes, I've been done. <laughs> Agreed. Hey, and I do it too. I do it too. You know, but it's it's interesting how you know, especially if you're in multiple positions, how yeah. you'll, you'll like the, the ultimate mistake that or not the ultimate, but a very common and very frustrating mistake that even I make, you get in multiple positions, you'll yeah. sell the winner and you'll keep the loser because you're like, Oh, okay. I'll offset the loser with yeah. the gains on the winner. And I mean, what's, what's the number one, maybe not number one, but number two rule of trading is cut your losers and let your winners run. Yeah. Jesse but, Livermore said it in the book, eh? That was yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Add, yeah. Add to your winners. Add to and, your winners. And that's, and again, I know it's hard. I'm not beating you up, but yeah, it's like you took that psychology from the other trade and you, and you, in essence, amplified it by applying it to the, to the next one. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately I, I really don't say it as a bad thing. I mean, I've, I've made yeah. the money back in the market since, but so I always see it as an evolution. So for my evolution, you lose all the time. Then you start making money, which is where I'm at now. Then you get too cocky and you mess up. And then, you, and then it takes you back a step. And then you take another step forward. It's always kind of one step back, two steps forward. That's the way trading is. Uh, so I was just like, all right, this was my time to blow up the account. Like, that's, that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, but I don't know if the most important thing that I've learned, though, and, and a lot of people said this to us, is like, and I, I wrote this on Twitter the other day everyone who's new wants to trade everything all of the time. And they want mm-hmm. to try all of these different setups all of the time. And the, the way I got con- profitable three months in a row is that I just traded <laughs> one setup, just one setup at one time of day. And I, and I tracked the data on it and I went over it and I just did it over and over and over and over. And I still make mistakes. I nearly blew up the other day on that. Cause I shorted that stock too early. Um, H a pen, a P E A P E N. So I'm still not even perfect at that setup. I need to master it more. And that's just one setup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's such an evolution. And that's, again, what we're trying to help accomplish with steady trade is, is to understand that, you know, if you're new or even if you're intermediate, you know, work on one setup. Now, what is your setup? It, it, it might take you 10 months like Steven to find out that you're good at shorting stocks that are hitting resistance. I mean, it took him. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's you it. Know, and, and, and it's a, it's a common misconception that, you know, I, I blame Twitter. I do. I blame chat rooms, you know, guys are buying breakouts. They're shortened breakdowns. They're buying 52 week highs. They're shortened 52 week. You know, you see these guys throwing out all these different calls and you think, Oh, that's how you make money. I, exactly. again, I know some of the, most successful day traders and most days they just do the same shit every day, you know, and, and you just That's wash, true. wash, rinse, repeat, you know, but it's, it's just insane because and it, like what happened with me having a couple of like back to back to back green months, it's like, Oh yes, I've got trading. I've got it. And then I, I realized when I took that, when I blew up that account, I was like, Steven, you only know one pattern and you don't even know that pattern very well. You know, <laughs> one pattern, you got at one pattern. That's it. And you can make money. Great for you. Great for you. But then I was like, shit, I, I now need to learn another pattern. So now I'm looking at like kind of 
potatoes, afternoon feeds, a lot safer, a lot safer. Afternoon <laughs> feeds are a lot safer than shortened spikes in the morning. So now I'm looking at afternoon feeds. Now I'm going to track the data. This is the second pattern, but you've got to yeah. find one pattern and master it and then get to the next pattern. Yeah, I talk about, you know, again, you know, my evolution. A lot of you probably know my bio, but I mean, I was a, I had a business. I was a part-time trader for, you know, four or five years. And, um, you know, my process, a lot of those years was, I mean, I would watch the market open. I would know what the big gainers were. I would have an idea. I would break them down. I would do quick fundamental and technical analysis. And then I would go about my work, go about my business, customers, employees, and I would come back late day and just look for the ones that hit resistance and were fading into the close. And that was, that was 90% of my trades for about four years. And it's, it's great for part-time traders. It's great for new traders because you get that junky stock that rips early, fades late, you short it, you know, you've got a stop loss. Maybe, maybe it's back at the high of the day. Maybe it's back at VWAP. Maybe it's back at resistance. And most of the time, if you get, you know, not all the time, you got to ultimately execute, but if they're fading into the close and they're a junky stock, lots of times they gap down the next day. Yeah. And all of a sudden you just made a nice trade and you, and you didn't even use a day trade if, if you're under the PDT. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like I spent so long trying to be some sort of trading know-it-all superhero. <laughs> and then the minute, and so many people say, just be basic, like Roland as well. Just, I'll just do basic stuff. You just have to make it really basic. A stock gaps up. The news isn't very strong. It's got a bad long-term chart. It's near resistance. You short when people are buying because you're doing the opposite and 95% of traders lose. So you do the opposite of them all. And that's it. Like there is nothing more. And it's, it's so, like, so it's interesting that, that that setup you, that setup you just explained is like exactly LMFA, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just had a mad, mad, mad moment. So, so, so uh, your so your biggest loss ever. You <laughs> blew up an account, and it's it's like your again, it's your bread and butter short sell setup. So uh, it's crazy, but that's you've got to be careful because a moment of frustration can cost you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, I, like it, it's been very, and for me, it's been I've been trying to size up a bit more. And the problem with sizing up, and this is how I nearly took the thousand dollar loss on APEN the other day. The problem with sizing up is you you start seeing it red like when it's red forty dollars, red fifty dollars. You're like, fine, I'll take the last. It's only fifty bucks. I'll make. Hopefully, I'll make a few hundred on the next one. But when you start sizing up and you're red two hundred dollars, you red three hundred dollars. You're like, I don't want to take this three hundred dollar right. loss. I don't want to take it. And then the next thing you know, it's a thousand. So uh, this I need to work on. I don't know how. So let's, uh, again, let's, let's unpack a pen. Let's, let's break that one down. Cause that was an interesting trade. You know, we talk about risk to reward. You know, we talk about cutting <laughs> losses know, early. I, gonna, I, I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Ideally we want to, we want to, you know, try and risk three to one or better. So, you know, in, in an ideal world, you lose a hundred to try and make 300, so yeah. why, why don't you break down APEN for me and, and how, that, how well your risk to reward was on that trade? Uh, I, I know uh, this is going to be your favorite question because you're setting us up to look stupid. <laughs> but, um... I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the thing with APEN was, I'm going to try and just- Which, a, which APEN ultimately was an incredible short, you know? APEN was an incredible short. The problem that I had with APEN is I, I knew it was an incredible short and I'd not seen anything like this for a while. 
So I got over, over impulsive and I, I went too big too early on it. Uh, so with APEN, I was short and big pre-market. And the, that's the, the crazy thing as well. My strategy that I do well on is for these stocks that gap up, which have bad long-term charts, short into the morning spike, short into the morning spike, but I got over impulsive, shorted pre-market, ended up down a thousand when it did spike. And I just got me position upside down and the wrong way around. Yeah, which, which again, when you talk about techniques, you know, I, you know, especially as a new or intermediate trader, I mean, if, if we were in the same room and you were shorting a stock with size and pre-market, I would smash your fingers with a hammer. You know, it's, know. It's, 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 it's one thing to short morning spikes, but in pre-market, you know, pre-market is, it's different. You know, you get wild spikes and typically if a stock spikes aggressively in the morning, it will continue to spike after the open. So yeah. um, I just very, 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 not, not saying you can't make money shortening pre-market, but it is very dangerous. Nah, and, and that's the thing though. Like I just made money for a few months in a row and then I started thinking, do you know what it is? I know this game. I know this game. And then the next thing I knew, you, 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 you find yourself down a couple of thousand a couple of times or down a thousand a couple of times and you just think, shit, I don't know. That's the only way I can explain it. Like I got put back in check. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I there's the, back in check. There's, there's the qu- classic quote. Um, and I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Jesse Livermore. I don't know, but you know, it, the quote is in trading, stay humble or the market will humble you. And yeah. again, what I like about what you're, you know, and, and again, I think this is good for any listeners. I think it's good for you. I mean, ultimately, you, yeah. you said it, you, you got a little, you got a little cocky and Mr. Market said, slow down, Steven. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is fine. So, so the thing is, you've got to think, well, what, what do I take out of this? Which is positive. I feel like this is therapy. I like it. How, <laughs> how, how can I be better, Steven? Steven, how do you think you can be better? I'm asking you, you're the therapist, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, what can we take out of this? Can we set some rules? Like, can we set some, um, so it's like Stephen blew up like five, five ways of not blown up again or something like that or, or five things to avoid it. So number one, um, I put myself back under PDT because so I thought, you know what it is? You only need to make three trades a week. Yep. I, I get up. It is horrible waiting for that day to come when you can trade when you see a good setup. But I was thinking you only need three tra- trades a week. And when you've took the losses, it's been in the afternoon. So just don't trade the afternoon. It's one o'clock in the morning, midnight. I'm tired. When you're tired, you make mistakes. That's That's a very good point because, again, I I think most of our listeners know, but, you know, Stephen is in Dubai. So, obviously, trading, you know, at the market close is not the, you know, an ideal time for a guy. I mean, he's, again, I think the listeners know, but Stephen has a day job. You know, he works all day. And then, then you know, if he's trading the market open, he's trading it at one in the morning his time. Nah, so it's like I'll basically work nine till five and then trade six till one. And by right. 12 o'clock, like that's working like 17, 15, 16 hours <laughs> a day. So you're going to do stupid shit. Um, so yeah, it's just like stuff it. I'm not going to trade the afternoon. Um, and I'll go back under PDT. And I miss it. It's sad, but you've got, you've got to change the conditions that caused that to happen. That's what I thought. I was like, it's fine to blow, but it's okay. Uh, it's not like I've lost the money, but what, how do I change the conditions and the environment? I was even going to not even trade in my room for a while. I was going to go to the coffee shop and trade. I literally <laughs> changed the environment. Um, but yeah, just change, change what went wrong. Like, and this is what a lot of traders do as well. They keep on losing on the same setups. They're like, oh, right. send in triangles. I'm going to buy a send in triangles. Like, stop. 
like fool me once jokes on you fool me twice jokes on me like yep, yep. don't repeat the same setups that don't work there's a reason they're not working if it doesn't work three times don't do it again yeah i think it, you know again uh, you know twitter's great chat rooms are great but you know it's it, i think it's difficult and and that's where guys you know they'll they'll see people saying oh you know I did this, I did this, I did this. And then you're like, well, I need to do that. But again, if it's not working for you, you, everybody's different. Everybody's better at different things. Focus on what works for you and just keep doing it, you know? And, and, and again, you, you, you put together this, you know, two green month doing the same in that, in that two. Yeah. So for two. Okay. So, well, yeah, yeah. So basically into the third month, and, you know, 99% of your good trades were doing the exact same thing. Exact same thing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not even joking. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how many times I can say ridiculous, but it's ridiculous. But, like, you know, you know, it's ridiculous. Ultimately, the takeaway is, you know, and, the, and it, 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 well, ultimately, the takeaway is you, you got to make these mistakes. I mean, you know, it's like you, you can't. again, it's like learning anything or a sport or, you know, it's not like, you you know, you got to miss the shots. You got to, you know, you got to make the wrong plays to figure out, Oh, okay, that doesn't work. And and you figured out, you know, something that didn't work for you. And and that's part of your evolution as a trader. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, basically three things don't trade when you're tired at night, don't trade the afternoons, go back under PDT and don't you don't show pre-market and that's it and then you just eliminate the mistake do what works cut out what doesn't work but honestly when I found that setup and I started making consistent money with it I was just like I don't know how this is legal how (laughs) how is this legal how is this legal that you can do this but I mean what's what's your favorite setup you must have a a go-to favorite setup well again you know it evolves you know right now what I, my favorite is again, you know, I love these low float stocks, these low float runners. And the favorite is that low float stock, which again is less than 10 million float that has some sort of news or is buzzworthy. Maybe it's a Bitcoin related stock or whatever, but it's a stock that spikes early, consolidates all day, and then perks into the close, you know, post 2 PM. And that is, again, I love that setup. Because you don't, I mean, you don't have to worry about getting borrows. You don't have to worry about all this. You buy the break at the high of the day and you sell at the consolidation areas. So many, many, many of these low float runners ultimately fail. But if you buy that perk off of consolidation, you sell. Yeah. If, if, if it fails, if it fails but to break out, you sell, there. you lose 10 cents a share, 20 cents a share. If you got a thousand shares, it's a couple hundred bucks. You got 500 shares. It's a hundred bucks. But yeah. when these, st- when these low floaters break to that high of the day, you're lots of times you're looking at a dollar, multiple dollars of upside. So. Yeah. And you've got that day two as well. And you've got the yeah. day two. What if it runs day two? You've at least got the gap up, but are you, when you do that, are you waiting for kind of the volume to come in? Are you waiting for the start of the move breaking off consolidation or will you just take the chance and buy on the consolidation? Well, more, more on time of day, you know, because if it, it you know, a lot of these moves, if they happen at noon, I typically I avoid them, but if it's yeah. post, if it's post 2 PM and again, you've got that recipe, it's a low float stock. It has some sort of news. Now it can be dubious news. And I want, I want something that is a clean chart. 
So when I say clean chart, it's the exact opposite of the charts you want to short. I want stuff with no overhead resistance when it's just blue sky above. Now, and again, not to beat on you, but you know, like LMFA, you look at that. I mean, there's resistance everywhere. I really don't care if that's perking to the high of day because I'm like, man, this thing, the odds of it, of, of it really running are pretty low because the messy long-term downtrending chart, the bag holder chart, we call it, where if it's, you know, if this is a stock that's been at, you know, $2 for a two years, it's at three yesterday. Now it's at four today. It's all blue sky above. Doesn't yeah, yeah. mean, doesn't guarantee it will run, but there's not all those bag holders selling into spikes. Yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, it all it all just comes down to patience for me. Having patience to have, like, first of all, fi- fi- like figuring out one setup, two setups, yep. and then just having patience and playing them when they come and doing it over and over and over. Like, that's that's it. And when the markets get a bit quiet, when you start looking for other stuff, that's when you start losing money. And again, that's uh, what I love is that you recognize that it it and it and it takes time. You know, it's it's just one of those things where now, hopefully, next time you'll be like, man. You know, and, and again, remember, everybody makes mistakes. I'm, I make the same stupid mistakes every day. Guys that have been doing it for 20 years make the same mistakes. But ultimately, when you have a mistake, you blow up an account, you now know, wait, I'm doing LMFA all over again. I'm not yeah. going to do it. And now, you're, yeah. you know, that's the one good thing about these tickers is they stick in your brain and you're like, oh, this, I'm doing it again. I'm not going to take a thousand loss. I'm going to take that 150 loss, whatever that number is. Yeah, no, and and I mean it's it's so it's such an amazing thing. Like, I mean, and I know sometimes when I'm on Twitter, I'm like, I read the tweets the next day, and I'm like, God, why why did I write that? I'm like, why did I write that? Well, <laughs> no offense, Stephen, but I would that, that, that that probably has something to do with the alcohol, but that's just a guess. I know. It's no, just no, a guess. I'm like, I'm like, this trading is the worst. I'm having such a bad night. And I'm like, oh, I wake up the next day and I'm like, no, stop writing stupid shit on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm just like thinking, has, has Tim Bourne seen this? Has Tim Sykes seen this? Just can I delete it? Can I delete it? <laughs> but, uh, so what, what I'd like you to close on is let's, let's end on a happy ending. So break down the last week where, you know, basically – and this is actually going to be a reason to always cut losses early, but explain basically you've made that thousand bucks back in a week, you know? So, so, so talk about, give us a happy ending, you know? So, yeah, well, I mean, I think, um, uh, what is dangerous? The dangerous thing is once you lose the money, you you try and make it back. Fortunately for me this time, I did make it back. I made it back quite quickly. Um, I had another trade. I can't remember the tick. I had me basically me biggest loss, me biggest win in the same week. Okay. Uh, And, (laughs) I can't remember the, the ticker off the top of my head, but I, I made about, as, as of about 300 on the week, and then I, I made another 600, which basically made it all back. Nice. And, and I, from what I can remember, probably it was just bread and butter. It was just the same bread and butter, shortened shorten into resistance and, uh, and, and taken as, no, it was, it was a stock that gapped up. I shorted into the spike, covered into the dip, uh, covered into the morning washout, and I made like 630 bucks. So I, I made the money back by sticking to me bread and butter setup. I lost the money in the first place by not sticking to me bread and butter setup. So it's just learn once. It's hard for people there eh? because it's like, yeah. people are like, well, how do I find my setup? How do I find my setup? And it's like, it's, it's hard. You've just got to look at the charts over and over and over. 
until you see one thing that you like, think, ah, oh, this keeps on happening. And then watch it over and over. And just like, for me, I only would watch the first hour of the morning and I'd get really good at tracking the first hour of the morning on a specific setup. And, and that just worked for me. Well, and again, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, your spreadsheets, it's your journal, it's that, using that, all these uh, things, you know, if, if you're, you know, and it doesn't need to be super complex. I mean, just name your setups. If you're, you know, if you look at your spreadsheet and every time you shorted a morning spiker, I mean, that's three words. You're like, okay, that one's red. That one's red. That one's red. Okay. Exactly. Well, it's insane. You know, it, let, let's, let's quit shorting morning spikers and maybe we start buying them. And then you're like, and again, just random examples, but then you're like, Hey, maybe this is my setup and it takes experience. It takes time. So, but like, and, and people get worried about Excel's as well. Like, Oh my God, I can't do an Excel, but all you have to do <laughs> is prep, put in the, the, the number that it opens at, yep. put in the number that was the high of the day, work out what the percentage increase was, do it for 30 stocks. And then work out the average and say, wow, on average, these stocks that gap up spike on average 7%. So what's 7% of this stock that I'm looking at today? I'm going to short it at 7% and I'll average up to 10, 12%. That's, that is literally it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and again, you know, I know like, like Stephen Ducks gets like crazy, like Einstein level math in his spreadsheets. That's right. That's right. He's got people helping him because it's yeah. so boring to do it. It's so boring doing it. <laughs> but, but I mean, you, you don't, and I get asked about it a lot and I'm like, Hey, you just, all you need is like a column with the ticker, you know, entry, exit, name the setup and then gain loss. And then you like color code it. Yeah. You, you, you could do just a quick conditional color coding on the cell and, and just look, I mean, you don't need to get rocket science and just see, okay, I tried buying 10 breakouts and I lost on nine of them. I'm done buying breakouts right now, exactly. you know. So. But, but most people just do trade blindly, don't right. document what they're doing right and wrong, and then wonder why they're not getting any better. Yeah, yeah, if it, if it, yeah if it, I mean, there's all those management quotes where, you know, if it, if it, gets, if it gets measured, you can improve it. But if you're not tracking it, good luck. Yeah, and, but so the lesson the lesson is um, don't short pre markets, <laughs> and, and, and that's and I'm never doing it again. Eh? I'm never doing it again. And if I do, it's tiny, tiny, tiny size. Hi, this is Aaron, aka Double Aaron, from New York City, and I like to go outside and find a stray dog, preferably an aggressive breed like a pit bull or a Rottweiler. Then I get real close, stare it down, eye to eye, until it starts to chase me. Then I run. That's right, I run! While listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in New York City.